You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. There's no one else around But a shimmer takes my eye I lift my head I'm blinded by the sky I feel my way in front Just following a sound But it moves away so fast Good morning, everybody. Montgomery County. Morning, Lone Star. Hey, 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 hey. It is Thursday, the 15th. Hey, hey. Sitting here with Skippy and, of course, our special co-host today. Would it, is it considered a co-host, Skippy, if there's three of us? Yeah, yeah, you can co all kinds of stuff. Okay. I always figure that it means you have to have two. No, like it's co. It, like you're my co-pilot. Think about how many co-producers are on. Um, yeah, but they're not called co-producers. They're called like executive producers. Well, no, you can also have co-producer. You can have a cooperative, like a co-op, and that's more than two people. Uh, so two bras, uh, co-bra. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. 50 degrees outside, 72 is the high today, folks. 1% chance of rain. It's going to be a beautiful day. We do expect rain tomorrow. Aww. So heads up on that one. So It was going so well. It was. We can at least enjoy our time we have together, Jason. <laughs> Welcome. Morning's Lone Star brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, of course, Woo-hoo. and then Centurion Wealth Advisors, the best seed companies here in Conroe. Uh, but yeah, we uh, invited Jason over because one, we didn't have a guest, <laughs> yeah. and then two, Jason is one of the most prolific, opinionated people. Prolific means a lot of. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah. And, well, I meant more on the social media. I love following you. Were like one of the main people who I follow. Like if you, you know how like social media kind of kicked the door down like five years ago when it became popular for like following people. Like people actually right. followed certain jokesters and all that kind of stuff. I somehow get everything you've ever commented on. <laughs> and I think it's because it knows I like clicking on seeing what Jason's saying today. And I see all of his stuff. Like on people's posts that I don't even know. I like the favorites. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's hilarious. Because you comment on everything. Like, I, And to me, I can, when I use my social media, I rarely comment on things. Either it's just a quick joke or something. But you comment on like... Those stupid videos that people post that have like, oh, Obama is going to go to Kenya. You know, it's so stupid videos like that. And you make comments, especially when the AR stuff comes around. And anything that has to do with the military, you always make a comment on. And so I really hope we uh, translate that humor into the radio. Ooh. Well, we can try it. Big, big promises here. Yes. On today's show. Big promises. Outside big of the, expectations. Out, outside of the 1% chance of rank. I'm a prophylactic social media user. <laughs> I know no, you are, are you though? Like you don't use Facebook, right? Like what <laughs> other social medias do you use? Oh, that's it. I can't figure it out. I can't figure out anything else. Snapchat or what? What's what's the other? I mean, oh, Twitter. There's, I just, there's Tinders and the Twitters and well, the Snapchat. <clears throat> see, the Snapchat to me was always for the pervs. Because if you really wanted to send a message or a video, Snapchat's the one where you go where it, it, disappears. it disappears after like like why wouldn't you just send that video? But then again, I guess like because I know the biggest complaint on technology is being able to handle groups. Because if I wanted to send a group message to everybody, 
it, people get annoyed because it's like everyone's talking. So it's like notification after every every entry. So I guess Snapchat's a little easier on the brain. Well, you know, I don't know. I, it just seems like everything else is like a watch me talk. Uh, I'm going to say this and you reply back type of social media versus, you know, just a post saying that this person did something really dumb and it's really funny. Ha ha ha. Yeah. You know, that's fun. But when you're just sitting there going, uh, just now are you, about are you afraid that it's going to be saved forever? So no. I just look up Jason own on Facebook. I can find every single post. Oh yeah. It's definitely gonna be there. But then that's me. You know, I'm kind of the same person in person and social media. Right. I mean, I, I say yeah. the same stuff. That's true. Right, and, and I think that's, that's the whole crux of it. Don't put anything on social media that you're not willing to say in the real world. Even if you're hiding behind a you know fake profile picture name, someone's sooner or later going to find out. Exactly, exactly. You know what's really funny? If you Google my name, the first picture of me that will come up is Ooh, when I'm I went to it. the— uh, I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, what's the first picture that comes up if you Google my name? That you see. Oh, wait, Jen. <laughs> What's weird is it says it has like you're a business intelligence developer and analyst. Uh, so go to the images. Go to images and see what the. I found you on LinkedIn. What's the first image that you normally would see? How does it know all this stuff about you, dude? Uh, probably because LinkedIn uh, uh, pushes your information out. The first image is not you. It's uh, It's your wife. Really? And, and then it's a bunch of white dudes <laughs> and a couple black dudes. You don't see me in a cowboy hat? No, I really don't. Oh, man. I'm, I'm scrolling through it. You've been booted, man. Uh, that was the first image of me that used to come up was when I uh, had a picture of me taken to the uh, NRA convention in uh, in Houston. <laughs> yeah. I do not see you. Oh, man. It's OHN, right? Yeah, OHN. Oh, well, hold on. It just, for some reason, attached on Connor Coffee to it. I don't know why. Stupid Bing. <laughs> oh, no, uh, you're on Bing. No, do Google. Yeah, you're on there, but you're like the 15th image. Yeah, yeah. They, Sorry. People people have stolen my name, I guess. There's a lot of owners. Oh, there's a good-looking muscular guy here. Is this you? Yeah, that's there probably not <laughs> Or his eyes big? And that's no, he's just, his underwear is exposing a little too much. There's oh, Jay, there's that's Jason. nice. Yeah. There's Jason for you. That's me. <laughs> that's me in my Halloween outfit. Yeah. That's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, we have Jason Owen at Connor Coffee. Uh, he basically is married to the coffee person, the British lady next door, who people – what do you think people call her, the British lady? Like if someone's trying to describe – Like something we can say on the air? Oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but I always wondered that because, you know, people say, oh, is that the British coffee shop? Because it's not really a British coffee shop. But it's got a British feel to it. I mean the Does only it? thing really missing is – I mean you're, is, you're uh, British. Uh, yeah, the only thing missing is jam and cream scones. Which is awesome if you guys can. Okay, add so that what menu. qualifies as a British coffee shop? The owner has bad teeth. Okay, but that doesn't happen. It's in Britain, but it's always in English. Everything's in English. <laughs> Just some of so, you know the baristas use really bad. Hello, welcome to our coffee <laughs> well, shop. I've like, never been overseas to that area, so I, they do more tea though. Holly, so. just let you know that was a desperate cry out for you to take him somewhere special on the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. No, somewhere other I, than. Pasadena. Yeah. I don't like traveling places that they don't speak my language. Yeah, they don't. You yeah, know what's really yeah funny? don't go to England then. <laughs> the funniest thing is when you watch a, a English show and you have to put on subtitles because you have no idea what they're uh, saying. Well, they speak – it's almost like Spanish folks if you're, like, learning Spanish. Like, man, I wish I could just slow it down a couple, a couple seconds here so I can just kind of hear it 
British people are the same way, especially well, Scottish and Irish people. Like, it's like, forget oh, it. No forget clue. it. It's funny because, uh, you know, when I lived in England in the 70s and 80s, uh, for BBC, they actually had a particular dialect called basically BBC Standard. And it was a neutral accent that all parts of the United Kingdom could understand because obviously Scots couldn't understand Welsh very well and Welsh couldn't understand Cockneys well and Cockneys couldn't understand Doverians well. And so they actually came out with an accent. And so most of the TV shows in the 70s and 80s had that, like Doctor Who in particular, they all sounded alike, even though they, they didn't talk like that normally. And then when they rebooted Doctor Who and they had a guy with a northern accent, they made a big deal out of it going, wait, I've never heard you sound like that before. But I could understand that guy. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, he's still uh, like he's like one of the few. North but look, look is, he North, the, is he Irish or is he nor, Northern? No, he's from Northern England. Oh, Northern England. Because his name's Christian. Group. Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, because he's. But look at uh, who replaced him, David Tennant, who's pretty Scottish. And yeah. so, oh, don't you know? You know, he'd have that thing going that if he tried that as Doctor Who back then, no one got it. Now, the, the one that they just had, uh, Peter Capaldi, who was Scottish and went with it. But that's the kind of a growth when thing. Are they, when are they going to do, like, what do you think they're really going to change it up? Because I know they have a female now. But well, like, I'd say that changed it up. No, I think you could change it up by, like, having a female African, uh, like, South African or something like well, that. Well, eventually female, that can happen. And Ukrainian. Like, get real serious with it. I think the Brits may have a, an issue with it. It's, it's funny how every country has, like, their own, you know, in every American science fiction movie, all the aliens speak American or English. If you're a bad guy, you speak with a British accent. Uh, in Imperial. Japan, there was a their version of Planet of the Apes, and I'm trying, I think the, the name of it was something like Sokono Hunda, uh, but it was like a time traveler in the future, and apes are running the planet, and everyone speaks Japanese. In France, they all speak French. You know, it's just every country has their own base language what's interesting is all deaf people speak the same language when it comes to asl like there's only like one asl uh no actually there's the english sign language which is way different really yeah yeah but who uses that english people <laughs> no i don't believe you uh watch four weddings and a funeral the uh q grant's brother is is uh, are we talking deaf. about your biography <laughs> hey, yeah, that would be me. Hey, 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 I just got that. It's like, yeah, that would be. Actually, I'd, I'd be like, you know, funny. I've seen weddings. I think that was like one of the first movies I watched with my mother, and she really enjoyed it, and I didn't understand what was going on. Because I was probably like eight years old or something like right. that when that movie came out. But I remember that was like one of the first movies my mother took me to, and I didn't want to see it. It was one of those like, do I really have to? It's like, well, I can't find a babysitter you're going with. <laughs> And Suck it, it up. You're yeah. going to see it. Didn't see it. You didn't never seen it? No. That's I, like where Hugh Grant cute. got his kick. That, yeah. You no. know who Grant is? The guy who likes the prostitutes? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I typically don't see any movies that have the word wedding in it. Are you serious? Yes. Like, so you didn't see Wedding Crashers? Oh, well, Which is like on the opposite yeah. end of the spectrum. Which of is, like, and it was a good movie, but I typically just kind of didn't change your mind about the word wedding? Yeah, that does. A little bit. A little bit. One movie. How about what Runaway Bride? But. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, no, I, I am. I'm Team Jason on that one. The only reason why I watch these is because she hogs the TV and she's watching them, so I have to watch them. Well, if you notice on the wall of Conroe Coffee, when you come in, if you look up, uh, like face the cash register, then look over your left shoulder, up high on the wall, and I still don't know how she got up that high. There's uh, a, li a list of her. Uh, Probably yeah. a stool. Stools do wonder for people who hey, can't man, reach tall places. Be like six stools um, for that one, but she has a list of like her movies. 
up there, her favorite movie. <sighs> it's just a terrible list. It's a terrible list. Well, you want to find out, come by Comer Coffee and find out what Leah likes to watch. Yeah, favorite movie. What is, what's yours? All time, time. A, time After Time. Time After what's Time? That? I haven't even heard mm-hmm. of that Like Sidney Lauper? No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, it's a Nicholas Meyer movie, 1979, Mary Steenburgen, Malcolm McDowell, uh, David Warner. It's so good that everything it's showing is TV series. No, Cindy the Lopper, TV, TV series, series was horrible. And they, then they did a TV series. 12 Lines Down is the movie, 1979. Yeah, no, but basically uh, H, uh, Malcolm McDowell plays H.G. Wells. Oh, okay. And his best friend turns out to be Jack the Ripper, unbeknownst to him. H.G. Wells has invented the time machine that he's going to write about one day. Oh, wow. You know what's weird? Jack the Ripper Mary, comes to- Mary Steenburgen. Mm-hmm. She never ages. No, right? And this is the movie where her and Malcolm McDowell actually fell in love in real life and got married for many years. Oh. And uh, so he has to come forward in time to chase Jack the Ripper and, and falls in love with the woman who may become the next victim. Does David Warner play Jack the Ripper? Yep. That guy's good. Yeah, oh, it's a, it makes you laugh. It, it puts you on the edge of your seat. And it's cheesy. Don't get me wrong. It is a cheesy movie. And the TV series was just beyond horrible. I watched like the first seven minutes and said there's no way. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, for sheer entertainment value. It's pound for pound. It's right up there. After that would have to be like um, the Lord of the Rings, just for the sheer scope of it. That was all right. Yeah, they didn't suck. Yeah. Well, Actually, that's a huge feat. In my opinion, if you're doing a movie like that. I think Jackson and Lord of the Rings was able to capture the scope and scale that no one else, even Bakshi with his version uh, in the early 80s, wasn't able to to fully capture that. What early 80s version? Uh, Ralph Bakshi, who did Fritz the Cat and Wizards oh, and stuff. Oh, the cartoons, yeah. Yeah, yeah but not the, Rankin, not the Rankin-Bass ones on TV where, you know, they're all singing and happy. Uh, uh He bought the rights to the first two books, turned them into a movie where he filmed the entire movie live action and then paint it over. It's called rotoscoping. Paint it over it frame by frame. Was it the 1978? Yeah. I remember that. Frodo of the Nine Well, fingers. that's Rankin Bass. That's the bad one. <laughs> and the Ring of Doom. Yeah, I got. I even got that soundtrack. No, this one is, is much better. John Hurt played Aragorn. Hmm. Um, Andre Moreau played Elrond. And so, like I said, it's a cartoon, but it's also the first cartoon. They have slow motion Daniels. in it. Yeah, he played Legolas. Yeah. Anthony Daniels played mm-hmm. Legolas? Yeah, he did other things than Star Wars. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you believe that? We're sitting here with Jason. Is this it? Yeah, they finally found the right song. We finally found the right bumper music. Well played, There we go. Yay. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We're going to take a music break, one song, and then we'll be back here on IRLoneStar.com. Stick around, folks. we got more Jason Owen coming your way. If you have questions for Jason, 936-647-3776. Leave a message or Facebook us at Mornings with Lone Star. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
So this is what Jason goes to sleep to. There you go. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, 935. What does he wake up to? The glory of love? Hey, wake up. By Chicago? Get up. You know, I woke up to at five o'clock this morning. Dogs barking. What were they barking at? I have no idea. It was too dark, too cold outside. So I went outside and I just. Dude, that's how most, you know, horror movies start off. I'm not afraid to die. What? Every man dies, but not every man lives. Yeah. Braveheart. That's a historically accurate movie. So I really believe that he said that. Uh, They they all had all their teeth and they were Scottish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. So we're talking. So uh, yeah. So there was a thing I kind of like was thinking about. I was reading this whole deal about this unfortunate scenario where this man is is his family, and then a couple people at a restaurant were poisoned, and over in the UK. And then like you follow the breadcrumbs, where it turns out he turned out to be an ex spy who got traded, and you you know we trade spies and stuff. And apparently now it's like almost to the point where it's a hundred percent official that Russia was state sponsored killing. It was a state-sponsored assassination attempt. Um, and I don't know if it's tr- – again, it's not like until someone comes out and provides proof. Because I feel like ever since like 30 years ago or something like that, anyone can come out and say, yeah, I did it. But like they don't need to provide proof. They just kind Because you know like some terrorist organizations oh, and the some, claim, some groups. Yeah, claiming responsibility. Like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, sure. But there's like – I feel like you do have to do some research in a sense of like let's do some proof. Like did you really do it or are you just trying to claim to prop up your message here? And it's just like it's just, it's just convenient for you. But uh, the corollary to that is in the absence of someone claiming responsibility, then you have to ask why not? Like who did? For instance, in this poisoning and it was this this uh, former spy, his, do- his adult daughter – and then a, a cop who came to their assistance was, was sickened also, but uh, those who died, it's no one is claiming responsibility, which means you got to ask why not? If it was a terrorist attack, ISIS would be all over it, Al-Qaeda, whomever. Yeah. Um, you know, even the Mossad could say, yeah, he was, you know, anti-Israel. Anything, no one's claimed it. So that's why you have to look at why not. That typically means government sponsored. Okay, so when that happens, it's government sponsored, and now we know Russia killed this guy, so... We kind of understand the motive, right? Because I know, like, you're doing like a murder case. You understand? You're just all about motive, right? That's how you kind of pinpoint. Sometimes if you can't find the guilty party, what is the motive? Well, my my motive, from my understanding, he was in a spy, and they so, just, and to me, I don't think people like spies. Yeah, but they don't go killing them. I actually, I, I mean, I I imagine some people do. Well, yeah, but if you kill them, that's kind of like a he's ex spy. Yeah. So what was he, he spied doing? on Russia? Well, so all but, this time he's a spy. Why kill him now? And, and that's a really, Maybe really good point. Maybe it's an opportunity. He's like, man, we got this perfect opportunity. We can kill him in this restaurant. Easy peasy. Well, because that's the thing. You kill someone in a restaurant and uh, an adult daughter and a, and a woman and possible innocent bystanders. That's not the spy way. The spy way is to not put on a red wig. You want to, well, you, you know, you want to hide out. You can't do 100% accuracy with your assassination sometimes you gotta uh, improvise uh, no i'm sorry we've seen assassination movies we have but I mean, also going back to the england days uh, I, I was there when I mean, the ira think, think was about, doing their thing think about what is it blackstone and the born identity it went it went haywire they lost their asset and then that, that started the whole movie <laughs> so there you go so you get to improvise or <laughs> or or you got matt damon driving all over the country and the world and you're trying to find him, but like, hey, we gotta get rid of this guy because he hit his head, forgot all his training, who he's mm-hmm. supposed to be. See, he's the bad guy in that movie. Do you know that, right? 
Oh yeah, he was a bad guy. He he, he no, he was the main bad secret guy. Secret information. He should have just killed himself, and then the whole the whole movie would be boring. Movie, I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you that. <laughs> Opening credits. <laughs> well, it ends. sounds like they didn't have like an order thirty nine or something like that, where they have these brainwashed assets commit suicide. <laughs> you know, you say I don't think so. you like it is the pink elephant, and then they're like, oh, trigger, oh. bite down a tooth, yeah. poison. There you go. But Jason raises a good point. Uh, the, the guy's been out of the game for a long. We talked about it yesterday. It's called the Great Game. Yeah, but we're also talking about a, a country that you know. I don't think there's any logic to it in a sense of uh, Russia. Like, like they had, they had probably had one guy goes. I really hate that guy. He slept with my wife, and then it's like let's kill. Well, him. that's the thing. Putin's become the assigned boogeyman of the Western press right now. But you can have something that's government sponsored or state sponsored, and not the CIA. CIA has done plenty where they tell the president. You don't need to know, you know, plausible deniability. You think so? Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. I don't think Trump Why, handles that well. What would what? Putin? What would Putin gain personally from overtly murdering a spy and an innocent bystander? Possibly more. Uh, Maybe there's a deeper conspiracy fear? here. Huh? Fear? True, but then he'd don't be saying he wouldn't be so coy about it right now. Sure. Either he's a guy saying, yeah, I, you know, he was a bad guy and I took care of it because you guys wouldn't. I dare you to take me on. That's his ego. Uh, Putin is the, the Russian Trump. He's got, you know, he takes the shirtless selfies. He's, he's got a ginormous ego. Ooh, I wouldn't call him the Russian Trump. No, no, no. In the sense, uh, ego-wise. Okay. okay. You, you know, he's a populist, meaning he's the guy. I'm going to take pictures of myself fishing without a shirt because— that's how narcissistic I am. And well, that's I, I just believe Russians. people. <laughs> that's just Russia. I'm sure he gets out of his car and starts beating on people when they honk on him in traffic, like every other Russian. Well, but no, here's what he would do. He Try would have insurance scams. He would have <laughs> Igor, his his gorilla of a driver, go out and beat them up. He wouldn't do it himself. Igor. Oh, I don't know. Igor? Ivan. Igor, Igor. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Russians here. They kind of like to participate in uh, and everything. vehicle violence. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he spent all his life, we're talking about this, he spent all his life as a KGB agent mm -hmm. prior to uh, the fall of, uh, of uh, the Soviet uh, Union. And after that, uh, I mean, he ran the KGB uh, after what the Soviet, after the Soviet Union's collapse. It, it became, what is it? I can't remember what it was uh, not, uh, not the GRU, uh, that's uh, Germany. I know who you're talking about, the N NKS? Yeah, something like that. But he ran it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was, he was a KGB agent all his life. So that's how he operates. You know, taking out a spy somewhere else, there's a reason for it. And now that he's now that he's consolidated uh, his his power in, in Russia, and now that he's uh, most of all uh, media out there is state, is state sponsored. There's no you know independent TV channels or anything. Well, like anymore. A, a good question I have: what what happens to Russia if if Putin's gone? Do you think there's going to be one of those kind of like coup kind of things? No. Power vacuum. I, I think a, it's set up. There's a funny comedy out right now. It's called The Death of Stalin. And that's like the premise of the comedy is the Stalin dies and it follows like the aftermath of all these leaders in Russia and like what to do. But it's like, kind of like it's they're all English speaking and it has, it has a really great cast, but it's a comedy, especially one of the slapstick kind of smart comedies. Oh, when did he die in this comedy? What, what period of time in his life did he die? Like during the purge or? During the war, it's well, when Stalin. Whenever no, it's like whenever Stalin really died. Whenever, oh, it's kind of so. It's not a what if. It's like he died. He died. What would like, happen? He's a hero of the heads. Like here's the general. Here's you know the the political science guy, and then here's like his two under underlings, and like they're all trying to figure out who's going to take power, basically. Mm. 
And and that's why I kind of wondered about uh, with with Putin because his name is like a, it's almost like a brand now, similar to Trump. True, but in the eighties we had it was Gorbachev. Yes, you know, and after Gorbachev retired, uh, the as long as the Politburo does not resurface, there, there should be safeguards in place for there to be a somewhat Do you think they democratically elected. Because I feel like Putin's one of those dudes who just kills people. So it's he, like, hey, we have a safeguard, but now tomorrow he ordered mayonnaise instead of mustard, and I don't like but that. But he likes order and control. He's not a chaos person. Mm -hmm. he, he likes order and control, his order and his control. Yeah. So he's not going to—it's not going to all just fall apart. Yeah, he, he's, he's— It's like Castro. It, it was in place. Like say, say he's out there shirtless <clears throat> doing a selfie, and a bear kills him. And, or he gets hit by— I would kill a bear. He gets hit by the car or whatever, you know, what they're, what they're doing. But, like, so what would happen? What would you? What was your— what was your first thing expecting to happen in the first year? Uh, whoever, whoever else that I know, there would be some does type. Does anybody of, know who Russia's number two is? Don't know. That's a good. Who question. does number two work for? It's it's been so long that he's been number one. That's and, what I'm, I'm wondering. And and yeah, who is number two? Who would take over Putin? That's a good question. You know, China's now consolidating uh, power under. Uh, because we, I mean, I well, there are deputy prime ministers. You okay. know, uh, uh, Putin is the prime minister. Well, do they of have Russia. the same thing as what the United States has? No, they have a parliamentary set up with, with like, more more English than American. Okay, so basically, whoever's richer gets it. Whoever ran the mafia, yeah, better. basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. After after the fall of communism, you know, mafia. It, it's pretty much a giant mafia. Okay, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Ran by a CIA uh, ex CIA uh, agent. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. We might continue talking about Russia and who the number two is. Who is the number two, guys? If anyone knows, let us know, 936-647-3776. Who's the number two in Montgomery County? Mm. I don't know. I mean, Deputy, uh, who's uh, the puppet, puppet master? <laughs> Let's do some conspiracy Who's the theory. puppet master? We'll be back here on IrelandStar.com, Conros FM, 104.5, 106.1, with a short sponsored break. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. We're talking with Jason O from Conroe Coffee, folks. Sitting here with me is Jason. Hello. And then, of course, we have Skippy. Hello. We were talking about uh, Nikki Haley of the UN, who's a United States representative over there at the UN. I mean, I feel like that job would be one of the most boring jobs 
Oh no, she's making it very interesting. Well, I mean, I mean, that's the only way you can do it. You just yeah. gotta make this. It, she's stirring the pot. Well, it, it, the only reason I really say that is, can you imagine a job where you're gathered with all these different people, and the only way it works is you you basically sign up. I get to speak. When do I get to speak? Oh, sorry, Nikki. All right, we got you on Tuesday at twelve thirty-two, right after this guy, and that's the only time you get to say anything. Is that how it works usually? Because every time I ever see anything about it, it's like they're taking their turn at the podium. Similar to how, like, you see the things at Congress in the House. It's like, oh, a great speech today by so-and-so. I was like, okay, so what, did it do anything? Uh, did he just no, reserve his time? And it's an organization of watchers <clears throat> and whiners, in my humble opinion. Lots of translators. My, yeah. my guess is that they just all do everything in the back office. You know, they, they go to offices and meet. And what you're seeing on camera is, is that entire, you know, oval seating podium type of thing that they want you to see you know it's like it's like congress you, you go to c-span all you see are people standing on podiums but you go you know they, they're always dealing the back in, in their offices they're always you know drawing something is it like charlie wilson's war oh yeah <laughs> haven't seen it great great film based on um uh the the houston socialite being used to fund uh the rebels during iran contra that's pretty interesting was good. Okay, moving on from that. <laughs> I got it. it was a good movie. Watch it. You'll like it. Not done, man. <laughs> but no, I, uh, you know, we we're talking about Russia and talking about, you know, the especially the history of Russia is so crazy. And it's pretty, it's pretty neat. I, I can't imagine the, having deep history. You know, some people are very proud here to have like ninth generation, because I think, who was it? Uh, Jake yesterday said he's ninth generation Texan. Or eight seventh or ninth. yeah, something like that. And so when you say that about Russia, I don't think you can really. I mean, like to me, if you say that, that's like anything because Russia's changed so much. And Texas, I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess you could say his family was were they Hispanic or were they? I didn't really know. When he said ninth. I was like, that's a long time ago. Well, it could have been that they settled in Texas nine generations okay. ago, which would have been you know in the eighteen hundreds, which which fits. But you're right about Russia because. We had Tsarist Russia, Imperial Russia. We had Communist Russia going into the Soviet Union. What's we had before Ally the Russia. Czars? Huh? What's before the Tsars? Mongols. Yeah, the Mongols. And the uh, Cossacks probably just running around terrorizing everybody. That used to be Mongols, but now you know, <laughs> end up being Cossacks. The Visigoths. You ever watch like the old? Uh, you ever watch uh, World War II reels of Russians uh, fighting against uh, Germans? Half of them look Chinese, anyways. Yeah, they do. Do you remember the? Uh, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about uh, other communists. <laughs> There's so many of them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, cur Cubans. currently today, what is a bona fide communist state? Like who? North Korea. Cuba. North Korea. Like that's what they say. If they fill out a form, yeah. it would say communism. Um, Venezuela? Venezuela, well, officially they're socialists, but they're as communists as they're not, pretty not, much. Yeah, they're not truly. Well, officially. I'm talking about officially, not. not China? Yeah, communist China. Vietnam? Probably are are Laotians that but, entire area, but you know there's different degrees of. Well, I'm just asking. Just, I'm trying to keep it simple. Based on how much money the communist government wants to make, you know, if they want to make a lot of money, they're going to be Chinese communists, okay. which is all about money and not communism anymore. You know, no one's no one's equal. Yeah, Laos. No one does, was equal back. <clears throat> Laos does count. Uh, North Korea, uh, Cuba, and China, Vietnam. So has our war on communism worked? It, was it a war? I think it was more like a 
Uh, see, Police again, action. McCarthy turned it into, much like Hearst turned, you know, hemp into mar the marijuana madness, you know, to, yeah. to cover it. McCarthy t made communism the boogeyman, like, oh, they're they're out to eat your children and stuff. Uh, so do you think that kind of stuff where you do a boogeyman or you do a diversion kind of tactic, you think the people will ever smarten up? Because I feel like that's what history repeats itself in that sense. You're saying that everyone's smart. There's a lot of dumb uh, people out a there. A person is smart. People are dumb. <laughs> But here's the thing. Uh, see, communism is ruled, it's going to sound very propagandish, by fear or, you know, that communism, by extension, you don't have a lot of rights under it. And so people, if you uprise against it, you're going to get run over by a tank or put in a gulag. You know, that's there. The, the repercussions are severe. So you're, you're, you're scared into keeping quiet. You know, you don't know if your neighbor's a KGB agent or not and, and easily could be. And, you know, these are people well, who are taken out in the middle of the night. Because I was thinking about the the world or the, are the ruling people who had a caste system. I was like, man, I wonder how people could like live generation after generation after generation in a caste system. Look at and England, it, and a sense of like not not revolting. Like you, why? Like what was the longest caste system without any problems? England. So, but uh, you think because India, India, I was thinking you were you were a second ahead of me on that. And now, well, uh, yeah, because I was wondering that, and then I was thinking, you know, when when. Because there's a bunch of book burning examples. There's a bunch of religious people who don't believe in, you know, like, think about it, it was like over not even 200 years ago, we didn't want women to be educated. Like that wasn't part of society. And I'm thinking to myself, OK, 50 years ago, a woman, uh, married woman couldn't have her own bank account. So, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, so we're going forward here mm -hmm. and everyone's getting smarter, you know, because, you know, Jason did say and everyone's smart. But we're moving that direction, would you say? Everyone's yeah. getting education. People are coming out of shadows. But. You know, it, 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 it doesn't take communism to be a totalitarian government is a totalitarian government, no matter how it's set up, no matter what they call themselves. It's totalitarian. Yeah. Communist, fascist, social, some aspects of socialist states. You can have a capitalist country that's mm -hmm. totalitarian, you know, because it's, it's, it's an oligarchy. It's, it's a, uh, uh, am I oh. saying right? Oligarchy? Oligarchy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. A, const a constitutional oligarchy. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, corporations. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It, it's, it's totalitarian government. Yeah, it's money talks, power talks. So what would you say the United States is? We're a pretty good Realistically, realistically. Uh, we're a capitalist republic. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not a totalitarianism. We're, there's, we're so far away from totalitarianism mm. that, you know, when people scream about it and how it's going to happen, you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, I, I'm pretty happy waking up every day in the U.S. versus, you know, like Somalia <laughs> or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I get to eat every day without worrying about it. I don't have to worry about someone uh, about random like people running through our village and killing everybody randomly. Yeah, that's it's, the it's, worst. Yeah, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we live in a time we live in a time when we don't have to worry about a heck of a lot. Taking that idea, and we talked about this before, is you know we, a lot of the politics, a lot of the news headlines, especially like as we're growing, as I was growing up, the United States was. I, I always felt it was like I don't want to leave. I feel good here and. I'm a fearful person of leaving my house. Like, I don't want to do that. Why would I want to move anywhere else? And now I'm starting to see how the world views us. And there's different ways people feel about us. Like, there's envy, and then there's, you know, then there's hatred. Mm -hmm. But then there's also, you know, partners. Because we've had some longstanding partners here in the United States that no one, you know, no one ever congratulates someone doing their job. If that makes you know what I'm talking about? No. Like, if you're always doing the normal, like, what's expected, no one's going to congratulate that. No one talks about the good stuff. That's 
the overall good. Yeah, well, that's pretty much because we're a media-based society, and media doesn't cover the 5,000 airplanes that are going to land safe, safely yes, today. Yes, exactly like that. And I'm like, what countries in our relationships with have we've always been good stands with and actually helped each other? Well, America's helped dang near every country. In well, I know that. I know because I know we do a lot of giving, but I'm talking about— no, 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 no. We don't do any... a lot of giving. We do a lot of Donating? meddling. Yeah, that's disguised as giving. Well, true, well, no, but yes. not everyone we meddle with or donate to or we're meddling with. Not everyone. There's got to be at least one relationship we have. It's well, mutually beneficial. Why do you think we've not attacked North Korea? That's a good question. I don't know. No oil. I mean, how much kimchi do we need? None. There's there's no oil there. Yeah. There's no reason. It's it's, it's a whole. I thought mess. it was a Princess Bride thing. Don't get involved in a land war in Asia. Oh. You think oh, yeah. we'd learn by now? Oh, um, hello. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I, I can't disclaim, Jason, on that. Yeah, there's a lot of meddling. And, you know, we've set up, you know, current day Iran is 100% thanks to the Carter administration. Uh, we deposed the Shah yeah. and set no up one, the Italian I mean, Khomeini. no one saw that one. And, uh, you, you know, Nicaragua, uh, South and Wait, Central America. Wait, was it the Carter administration? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was his sex was... state that came back and said, oh, I met this great guy, the Ayatollah Khomeini. Oh. He literally said that. Because remember, it was Reagan. Or the, they, they were hostages 444 days in the day Reagan. They released them the yeah. day Reagan took office because Reagan said, release or you, you will be off the map by midnight. There was a political cartoon. He really said that, too. He's yeah. really good about quoting people. <laughs> there was an old political Paraphrase. cartoon where, like, uh, the U.S. was some animal, and it was surrounded by a bunch of other uh, uh, animals. And all these animals had little words on them, had little names of countries. And one of them was Iran because back then Iran was our, was, was our ally. That's why Iraq was always, you know, mm -hmm. on the communist side at AKs and stuff. And we've had Russia as an ally. We've had it as a <clears> foe. <throat> we've had it as a, you know, cautious thing. Um, but growing up, you know, Jason and I both have, have lived overseas, you, you know, kind of grew up on yeah. it. And from, from the outside looking in, in England, a lot of times I got into fist fights over the American Revolution. I mean, there was a lot of bad attitude that I realized was, it was jealous. I want to say Was envy. it because they lost or was it because? yeah. yeah. Because I mean, I imagine lo I imagine losing somebody that's important to you and your society being something like you, you, it's going to stay with you for a while. Like, I mean, not just land, but also beliefs and you know. Oh, absolutely! And we were, you know, in the first time in history, a colony to break free from the mother country, and it was not pretty. Uh, but in two hundred years, America has accomplished what it's taken some civilizations thousands of years to not yeah. even get at. So there's a lot of, because we are more violent, we are more enterprising, we do have the, this is, you can become anyone, it, it, you know, there are the resources, I mean, uh, if, if you're self-determining enough to do that. So there was that, but it was also, I get the occasional old grizzler who would hear my accent and say, thank you, because without you, we'd be speaking German today. You you came in. So there's that, in Japan, uh I lived there. There was almost, uh, for the young generation, there was no animosity. Now, the older generation, I was kicked out of restaurants and the cabs that would say no Americans because we had nuked their country just, you know, 30 years previously. I can understand yeah. that. Uh, and that is part of Hirohito's, I'm sorry, Ito's uh, uh, surrender. Uh, no more Japanese military. You know, the Americans came and said, we, we will be your military now. So... That caused both sides of, 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 of you know, being yelled at, gaijin, walking down the street every day, but a lot of respect, too, depending on who it was. And I think Jason nailed it. It's, it's down to the individual person who can lead kind of a popular opinion. 
Well, you know, you're talking about the U.S. You know who's really had a serious issue with meddling with everybody else? England. Oh, man. they've uh, we, I worked with a guy who was from uh, Bangladesh. And boy, when he found out that uh, Leo was English, he was like, he just started going off about it. About, about uh, uh, what is it, uh, partition. And how the English screwed up uh, the entire uh, uh, well, subcontinent. Well, think about the British Empire, what it was. And then they ended up having... Gibraltar, which is literally a rock, and Hong Kong, and they finally gave up Hong Kong. So the only British sovereign territory left outside the, the British Isles is the rock of Gibraltar. That's it? That's that's all that's left? I think so. You have Commonwealth nations, of course. Yeah. But I mean, as, as far as flat-out ter sovereign territory. What do we get from the Lend-Lease? A lot of yen. You're learning history here on Morning's the Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. We're going to take a extended song break. Stick around. We still got Jason in the studio. We got plenty to talk about. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you got a question for Jason, Facebook us, Morning's the Lone Star. We'll be right back. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. <laughs> Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. It is 10, 12 in the a.m. on the Ides of March. Beware the Ides of March. Ides means the middle of. You can have the Ides of any month. But Ides of March, that's when Julius Caesar was killed by Brutus. And Julius Caesar, written by William Shakespeare. Speaking of which, the Downtown Conroe Shakespeare Festival will be happening a week from Saturday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's my favorite color. Free show up for a day long of lots of fun all over downtown Conroe. Right now, it's 61 degrees. We're going to make it up to 75. Cloudy all day, but only a 1% chance of rain. Uh, but the rain will come tomorrow, apparently. We're going to have some thunderstorms. Yeah, all Welcome over the back. weekend. We are sponsored by Conroe Coffee. Thank, Thank you. you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Thank you to our sponsors. Having some great conversations off the air. Let's bring you on board on the air. Well, you know, we kind of opened the show with Jason. If you don't know who Jason is, he's one of the owners over there at Conroe Coffee. And when I say owner, he's married to the other owner. And congratulations, by the way. Oh, it's really nice being married. I'm getting married and I'm, I'm afraid. No, I'm just kidding. I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, we, we talked about how you are very opinionated in a good way. And you, you comment on things on social media a lot. And I like it. I love it. It's like... One of my favorite quotes, and in, I don't know if it's even quotable, we know how like in yearbooks and stuff, people, they ask you like when you're graduating, what's your favorite thing? And one of my best friends, David, uh, goes, I love reading internet comments. Like that, that <laughs> and that was like, he goes like, what's your favorite thing? It's like, I love reading internet comments. And I, I do find myself just, I love reading any platform that allows comments because you either learn something, you laugh at something, and you're like, man, people are crazy. And then they're either they're Russian bots or something like that. <laughs> and uh, uh, Jason isn't a Russian bot. He is a real person. And uh, one thing I wanted to kind of talk about, and we don't – the station and us can't really – I mean, we, we can't get really too into it, but Jason can. We, you know, the big <laughs> talk, uh, I believe it was on Tuesday, was the walkout. Mm -hmm. 
And the 17 minutes to, uh, I don't know, every school, every place kind of did it differently. It was talking about the Second Amendment, talking about the NRA, talking about where, really, if you ever want to talk about guns, this is like the perfect time to talk about it, regardless of what, what it really was supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. And you yourself were in uh, the Army, correct? Yes. And what uh, I, everyone always asks, like, what division stuff? Like, I don't know anything about division, so I'm not going to ask that. I don't really know anything about that. So, but you did, you did your service, basically. Rock Hassan. I just don't throw that out. Okay. See, I don't know what that means, but see, I don't really care. Um, I don't think UAS. I don't think that pertains to the Russian – or not Russian, the uh, army. What does the army say? Oh. Ooh, that's what they say? Yeah. Okay. So you served your full term thing kind of right. Like you didn't get dis- dishonorably discharged. Yeah. Not some yeah. dark four history we need, to, we need to clarify. No, no. Four years. Your four years. Light infantry. And – Russian sleeper agent. The thing I want to – You know what's really funny? They uh, – uh, at one point in time when I was at the 101st, uh, I, I was approached because I'm Taiwanese. And, yeah. And uh, they, they were telling me about a, a, a general, a Taiwanese general that was uh, doing his rounds around the U.S. And that they would need uh, some type of uh, interpreter on our side. I said, I have no idea. I, I, I left <laughs> there when I was six or seven. I could say, like, the helicopter goes from here to here, and then things happen, and they come back. They're like, oh, don't worry about it. They'll have an uh, interpreter also. And they did it. They had this uh, major that was an interpreter. Well, at the end of this entire thing, the major and I, we were all at this giant dinner. And the major and I were talking. We talked a lot. And he was asking all kinds of questions about uh, pay, about pay scales, about just being a soldier. And there was this other full bird uh, colonel that was sitting at the table uh, just randomly, you know, as part of this entire dinner thing. And the next day, the next week, uh, CID, I think criminal investigations department of uh, of uh, the MPs uh, on on post came to my office and they're like, hey, we need. So you had an office. Yeah, yeah. They found out I could type. I had my own PC. This was at uh, ninety two. I had an eight hundred three eight six. By the way, Jason's a big computer guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I traded my saw in for, and my first sergeant said, "You're, you're trading your saw in for a typewriter." I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> "Yes, we're starting." So uh, they uh, they called me in the CID, and they started drilling me about this guy, about this major, and all the questions that he was, at, he was asking. I was like, oh, that's When you colonel. say major, you mean major— Taiwanese. And then their government? Yeah. That, okay. It, it, he was part of the, the general staff. Okay. The general Their government, staff. not yeah. the United States government. Yeah. Okay. And they actually didn't wear uniforms. They all wear suits because we don't have a, a, any type of a relationship with them, actual, mm-hmm. who can say, because, you know, mainland China gets all mad. So the oh, CID you're guys— about, Oh, you're talking about Taiwan. 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 Oh. Yeah. So the CID guys, the other China, the, yeah. the good, yeah, the other. No, other I understand. China. I Little understand. Item. I'm catching up. Sorry. So the CID guys kept on grilling me about this guy, and I was like, "What? I don't know what's 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 the issue here." And then uh, the one question that gave me gave it all away was, "So do you think he wants to defect?" And I looked at him. I was like, "What? What? Oh, you guys think that I, I was talking to? You guys think that entire thing was was communist Chinese? No, they're Taiwanese. Are you guys morons?" This is this is the army CID. No idea, no clue, had no clue whatsoever. Did you order the code red? <laughs> <laughs> you want me on that typewriter? You need me. Is that what you that told him? No, I just they, when I said that, you, you guys thought they were communist Chinese. They looked at me with big eyes, like, oh, oh, what? Huh? They weren't. What? <laughs> and oh, I Lord. said, yeah, they're they. They're Taiwanese. I feel like that they happens a lot. Yeah, I feel like that happens. Well, a but lot. this is criminal investigations department of the army in at the hundred first. Zero clue. Didn't know the difference between the red Chinese and the Taiwanese. Think they would know? Yeah. I, like I said, I think that happens a lot. Yeah, it does. Well, I'm sure they're better now. They have the internet. The internet <laughs> tells you stuff. They have the Google. Yeah. What about Russia taking over the internet? Oh. We all know that one. Oh, there you go. 
our Facebook is. They're rewriting history as we speak. Yes. Yeah, so I spent a couple of years, the 101st, the Rockstons. I uh, spent a year in Korea uh, over at uh, Bible Third. Came back and uh, spent another year in 327. So now that I have you here, and I always wanted to ask somebody who served. I have a couple family members who served, but I haven't had a chance to ask them this question. You know, there's a lot of, I don't know how to put it in a, not like a negative or a positive, like a neutral way, because there's a lot of groupthink that goes on with any type of military where they teach, you know, they're teaching you, you know, like the Marines has a, has a slogan and the Army has a slogan. They kind of drill it into you. So, for example, like, do you, as an individual, expect everyone to say thank you for my ser your service? Absolutely not. So, but that's kind of the group thing, right? Would you agree with that? And this, I'm trying to say how to how to word it. Most veterans I know don't ex expect it because to them it was their job, their calling, their honor. Yeah. Um, now, I make sure if I see someone wearing, you know, Vietnam veteran hat or something, I'll walk up, shake their hand, and say thank you for the service because okay. I truly mean it. And they're to a man and woman, they've all been pleasantly surprised, I think, with a thank you. I've never felt there to be an expectation of that. Because going through the boot camp and the whole system for the four years, was there any type of uh, experience you had with the with the military telling you something of, like, this is what it is, this is what you should expect? Because I imagine they do kind of group talk, or it's like, hey, everybody, this is what's going to happen when you return to be at civilian life or anything like that. Do they tell you anything like that, or is it more of, like, good luck, thanks for thanks for – Signing up and pat it, you on the butt. It was a job. I it mean, was a job. Yeah, this I was I was in peacetime, so it was really truly a job. You know, we did training exercises. That's about it. Ninety two, ninety six. We didn't see a thing. I came in half a year after uh, a desert storm, desert shield, so I missed it all completely. You know, I and I signed up on a ranger contract, but I messed my back up on jump three in airborne school, so I didn't. You know, there's no chance of me. I didn't go to the any type of ranger battalions. Didn't go. You know, they're not smaller. desperate enough. No, you, you, when you when you sign up on a ranger contract, you have to go through certain things. You have to go through basic. You have to go through infantry IT ranger. Uh, then you go to airborne school. Then you go to a ranger indoctrination program. Then they send you to a ranger battalion, and that's when you're an actual. You know, you're you're not a tad ranger, but you're a ranger. You know, you're not a, you're not ranger qualified until you go to, uh, go to ranger school, but you're a ranger because you're at the ranger battalions. And the ranger battalions actually had some type of combat. Uh, you know, in the '90s, in the early '90s, with Somalia, and then. But, you know, I didn't go there. I was at the 101st. At the 101st, uh, my, my battalion commander was Colonel Petraeus at the time. He was a West Pointer who, who didn't have a CIB, a Combat Infantryman's Badge. So he wanted to go somewhere. And then after him was uh, Colonel Barbero. He wanted to go somewhere as well. So we were about four hours away from uh, deploying to Bosnia, and then that didn't happen. Then I put in a, a what's called a 4187 to go to Italy, Germany, and Hawaii because I was getting bored of Tennessee. They said, no, 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 no. But since you want to go somewhere, here's Korea. So I got to Korea like uh, two or three months. South Korea? Well, yeah. I'm at, yeah, you're, yeah. I'm just being, hey, I don't know what was yeah. going Military on cannot then. go into yeah. North Korea yeah. officially. No one, no, anyway, no one. Well, we don't know. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Officially. See, you on the ground. Yeah. No. It's, it's, he can either confirm or deny he ever went to North Korea. They probably did that same kind of racial stereotype. Hey, do you want to go underground over to North Korea? Well, the Koreans thought I was Korean. I mean, I kind of look like it, right? I mean, if it wasn't for the smiling, I'd be Korean. <laughs> but uh, I got there after Kim Il-sung died. And Kim Jong Il had just taken over, and he was the first nutcase. And all the Katusas, the Korean augmentations of the U.S. Army, they were all nervous. They all thought that you know, Kim Il Sung was uh, gonna, uh, Kim, uh, I'm sorry, Kim Jong Il was gonna go nuts mm -hmm. and invade. So that didn't happen. I got back, didn't uh, um, just finished out my time. Then uh, about a year and a half later, I thought you know I didn't complete airborne school, and I wanted to do that. So I went to a reserve unit that had a uh, airborne uh, uh, that was a jump unit, and 
after a couple weekends, I said, you know, why don't you just go to ROTC, finish out our, and go to airborne school through ROTC. I did that, but I got too busy and, and couldn't complete it. I would have probably gotten commissioned as a 11 series around 2000, 2001, and would have been in Afghanistan two years later. Everything I did that I tried to do to get myself, you know, deployed. To, to do something. Didn't happen. And I'm really lucky for that. I'm really, really, really lucky. For looking that. in hindsight. Like yes. looking back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, you'll get certain jokers every once in so a while that'll just randomly say something like, okay, you'll have some debate. And just some random debate about stuff, you know. And then also they say, well, my time, I, I served this many times. Who's asking? How does that make you a better citizen? This is not Starship Troopers, you know, citizenship, uh, yeah. Service makes you, gives you citizen. No, no, you guys have the same opinion as I do. I may have some experience in the Army because I've done it. Yeah, I get it. But that doesn't make my opinion better than yours. It makes my knowledge of uh, specific things in the, inf in, the, uh, in the infantry and, and you know, in the Army more than you. But other than that, my opinion doesn't matter more than yours. You think that applies to anything? Like where does someone's opinion matter more? When they're when they're more informed about something, you know. Well, that's what it's saying. Your service uh, <clears throat> made your opinion more informed than many others. So I see where you're coming from on that. But I, you know, someone who's a former law enforcement or military personnel, I do personally lend more credence to their opinions because they've been there uh, or, on, on those topics. For those topics. For those topics. I don't know more about England than you. Right. Right. I mean, you you were there. Right. So it, that's that's all it is. Doesn't make me a better person. But that's, you that's are. I, but you I, are. We're speaking to Jason Owen. He's not the better person, right? I, Connor, I, I say he we're is. having some fun. We are getting some uh, interaction between our audiences on Facebook, so we get some questions for you. Uh oh. So uh, coming back after this short sponsored break, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. It's already 1026. We're going into the bottom half of our final hour. We'll be with you for a few minutes before we go to another music break. We got Jason Owen in the studio we with do. us. Hello. He is the co-owner of... Hello. He's the co-owner of Conroe <laughs> Coffee. Great to have you. He's uh, always a hoot to have in the studio. Uh, very opinionated, very uh, uh, loquacious, very eloquent. What'd you call me? Loquacious. Like you're Lacutus of Borg, but Yeah, not. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, we do have Star a question Trek from nerd. one of our... We got, a, we got a question from one of our listeners. We need a you theme can song for message that. Us. Well, here it is. Okay, that's our message. Question from a listener. All right. Now. Question is from our friend Dennis. He asks you, Jason, will he ever find true love? Mm. Wait, will, will Dennis ever find true love or will Jason ever find true Dennis, love? Dennis. Will Dennis ever find true love? And my standard reply to Dennis is if you decide to shower. That's my answer to everything he's asked. If you decide to shower. Because, you know, he needs to shower. Women like people who shower. 
I don't think there's any dispute with that. Do you think? Unless there's well, a well, not nowadays. I remember in the seventies, there's, there's a book called The Joy of Sex, and written by a couple of hippies, and it was like, no, go natural. Let your natural, you know, let the yeah. hairs grow everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Did, did I ever tell you that? Uh-oh. Skippy reminds me of uh, Dennis, but like younger. And uh, am I young Dennis? Teeth. Yes, you're young Dennis. Is, is, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. a good thing. <laughs> hey, so Dennis, we know you're listening. One thing that's important about Jason, and Jason has this natural talent to look at people and think he thinks you look like somebody else. Yes. Who constantly, you know, text you, send a picture, like, hey, I found you over here, or like, you look like this actor. I found actor, your doppelganger. Or, well, first off, he said that that he compared me as a young anything. I'll, I'll give him credit for for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Dennis, if there's ever like a like a father son or time oh, travel thing, yeah, we we'll hook up there, oh. my buddy. <laughs> Thank you, my listening friend. Well, that would be a good play thing. Like he he'd play the older homeless you, and, and I play younger homeless me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm still living in a hotel, right? Thanks for rubbing salt in that open fest room. Hey, moon. a hotel's a home. It's just a temporary home. Yeah, for the last seven months. Uh, yeah. I think, they, I think we should do the show there. When you're like the last day you're at the at, at the hotel. At the hotel? We, we should definitely. Let's do it. Let's do a live remote at the Lakinta. Definitely do it. Oh, I'll walk do, you to the breakfast buffet. Yeah, do they have the buffet? Do they have a buffet? Yes, they do. Oh, we're definitely doing it in the buffet. They, they do the breakfast. Oh, <laughs> we will do that but uh yeah we have jason in the studio we're asking him questions so you feel free facebook we have about 30 minutes left in today's show unfortunately we have to take a quick uh music break because we have to keep it balanced here on lone star community radio jason when we come back we're gonna talk a little bit of controversy with you and your second amendment rights because i know you you have your vocal about it and i just want to let the world know what you think guns and guns 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 <laughs> we'll be right back guns Born guns guns Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. 1035 Mornings with Lone Star. We're in our final 25 minutes of the show. It's fun to start bringing this airplane down. We're carrying on the conversation with Jason Owen owner of Conroe Coffee, one of our sponsors, right along there with Queen Sweep Office Cleaning and Centurion Wealth Advisors. If I had money, I'd give it to them. But we're talking about... Um, uh, Do they some... take Bitcoin that I stole? That's right. Uh... Yeah, I just need to go to the landfill <laughs> and grab all these computers and hope for the best. So, Jason, l- let's get your opinion Bitcoin. on something here. Never traceable. You know, Jason's former uh, Army, 101st, and um, has has some some his particular views on like the second amendment. So yesterday we had the school walkout thing going on pretty much nationwide. Uh, I, I, as long as walkouts and stuff like that, or or strikes are handled properly and legally, and those who do it, accept the consequences of such actions, you know, I'm all for it. Now, yesterday, I know there's in the story, there's this one kid in, in a school who was the only one who walked out of the whole school and whereas 
I admire the kid personally. If his heart was in the right place, I, what kind of rankled me was on the heels of that. He tweeted it, and it got you know his video got viewed millions of times, and then all of a sudden the celebrities piped up. Oh, I'm with you. I'm standing right there next to you. And my thought is, no, you're truly not. You're with your armed guards outside your own estate. Uh, so my only concern is that walkout becomes the new norm. Oh, I don't like the school lunch, so I'm going to walk out. Uh, I don't like the dress code. I'm going to walk out. I don't like sitting in the back of a bus. I'm not going to ride buses. Well, there, hey, no, that's <laughs> there you go. Um, so tie that one in. Do you think this walkout, national walkout, is going to start a dialogue? And what is the end game for, you know, for school safety, for gun ownership? And, of course, this, you know, these are your opinions, of course. So what, what really does it take for some, for some type of dialogue to occur, for some type of legislation to occur? What was the last one that happened? Brady Act? Mm-hmm. Takes uh, getting shot, uh, uh, president getting shot for that to happen, right? Mm-hmm. That's really what's probably going to happen. It, I mean, and that that really, it needs to be that level. I Because mean, we had two Congress school. people get hit. Remember, we had at the school, at, Gifford, at the, and then we the, had um, Scott, I forget his last name. At the, the baseball game. Yeah, right. no, didn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing. It, it took a president getting shot for, for that to happen. And, of course, we're not advocating someone going to no. the president, but no. we're saying that. No. Yeah, what happened now? We are talking about I have no I was like, well, Reagan, 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 uh, President <clears throat> Reagan's uh, assassination attempt on him. His chief of staff, James Brady, was shot and took a bullet for him and uh, was paralyzed as a result. And that started uh, that. So what what came from that? What the Brady, Brady Act. Act. So what happened? What does that mean? I don't know. What for that means. about, what, 15 years, you can buy things like uh, uh, AR-15s, AK-47s. There, there was a whole bunch of different uh, legislation that sunsetted, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago that allowed you to buy them afterwards. But, you know, before that, you, you, you can buy a whole bunch of things in the, during the Brady Act. So, you know. Things like a bayonet, uh, putting a bayonet on on a a little bayonet attachment on a rifle made it a what what the Brady Act considered an assault weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so things like things like that. It was it was a huge legislative thing. And that's an important distinction. Um, you know, people what the media is calling an assault rifle is a rifle with some kind of modification. And by that definition, by putting just a little metal loop on the barrel where you could hook up a, a bayonet, not even the bayonet, but just the ability to hook one on makes it a hunting rifle into an assault rifle. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it kids walking out, maybe, maybe it'll do something. And it did, it did. Florida actually did pass some type of uh, legislation to deny. Mm-hmm. So it, it might be doing something. Maybe. What kind of cracks me up is there's a Congressman Kennedy, and I think he's a Republican Kennedy of, of all things, but the same day the news was spreading that on United airlines, this dog was put in an overhead bin and the stories range as to why and why, you know, no one got, the dog ended up dying. And this guy tweeted, Congressman t- tweeted, that he was going to introduce legislation to make sure that never happened again. And so, and people who are on board with that, so, okay, one dog, 17 kids, and of course the 70 kids are just the latest. <clears throat> but to, there's immediate response on that. You know, within the same day, this guy said, I'm going to introduce legislation. So do you think there needs to be walkouts and stuff like that? And what what is going to end with the Second Amendment? Well, What's going to happen? I don't know if all the dogs walking out would help. Who <laughs> let the so, dogs out? So, yeah, okay, well, here's – kids are going to be adults one day. Mm-hmm. You kind of don't want to talk about how all of them eat Tide uh, Pods because you're just pretty much alienating them. Yeah, I mean, you remember as a kid, you, you kind of want to – 
have some some respect from uh, from your elders. You want to give respect, but you also don't want to be looked at as as some just some uh, punk kid, right? I get it. You know, these kids, you know, they're 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 younger. They, they don't have the experience. They don't have the understanding of, of of older adults and responsibilities. But they're gonna be. And and what you talk, what you say about them now, is gonna reflect upon them as they grow older. You know, and and I and I posted this once. If if you're People are saying all these kids that people are accusing all these kids of eating Tide Pods, and yet they don't understand why why these kids don't agree with them politically. And well, because you keep talking smack about them. you, you just make assumptions that they're yeah, the eating Tide, Tide Pod Pods. Kids, uh, it's the well, latest thing. Probably not that many are doing it. It's I mean today's PC culture. You're alienating people just yeah. by generalizing. Skipping, you do that all the time. I'm really disappointed in you. I'm sorry, I can't really? help it. Yeah. Wait, no, he's, people he, don't shower. Like is, <laughs> <laughs> I shower. I use deodorant and everything, um, but no, because that seems to be the new norm. It's uh, you know, as a Republican myself, I've been shunned by many. Going, hey, if you're a Republican, unfriend me now. And I tell you know, it's like no, because no, no. that doesn't define me. I'm fiscally conservative, so that I can't believe you label a, yourself. Well, I, I tend to vote. I've never voted straight ticket. But I identify with the fiscal policies of Republicans. I just tell people I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm fiscally conservative and, and socially liberal. Yeah, yeah, which is a lot of mo- a lot of moderate thinking. And there's nobody out there that's not that's fiscally liberal. There really isn't. Do you, I mean, you, did you know anybody that says let's spend a whole heck of a lot of money? But there's no one. There's very little people that well, just, that's just going. Well, you'll, saying ha- you'll that. have your your your. You bro- know who looks your fiscally warm liberal? Oh, I'm not taxing Bernie, enough. Bernie anymore. Sanders looks fiscally liberal. <laughs> he looks it. That's just me judging by looks. So your second question about uh, the end game for the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. right? So I, I've spoken about this before. Uh, to me, the Second Amendment isn't being it isn't in its true form uh, being exercised correctly here right now. You know, if, if the true if the true meaning of the Second Amendment is to protect yourself against totalitarian government, how is a semi-automatic automatic rifle going to do that for you? You have a just just an APC going down the street, an armored personnel an a- carrier. Okay. Uh, armored carrier, personnel carrier. Personnel carrier coming down the street. How is a semi-automatic rifle going to protect you? No, it's not. That that's not what the Second Amendment uh, was uh, meant for. You know, it's not. I get it. All right. So in the, the other uh, uh, question was, you know, well, uh, in Nazi Germany, the rifles were taken from them, and and look what happened to them. No, they weren't. They were taken specifically from a group of people. A group of people. Yeah. That they deemed to be felons mm-hmm. right right isn't that what we're doing right now our felons uh, are allowed to have uh, uh, weapons right now no how does martha stewart protect her uh, her family now she's a felon right uh, and just a counterpoint and i'm not saying i disagree but just a counterpoint the difference between labeling as someone who's born a certain way as a felon and someone who breaks the law well right, i think it's more of about i think it's more of what you put on paper so yeah. they put on paper these certain people can't do this yeah it wasn't just kind of like word of mouth telephone game. It was like, no, this was the law. Right, right. right. So. Felons can't felon and felons can't own uh, guns. All of a sudden, this entire swath of people, I'm going to uh, deem them as being felons. If you have a Jewish heritage, you're a felon now. You know, if you if you associate with uh, hate groups, you're a felon. Okay, so I'm going to make a giant list of hate groups now and add all these different groups in there. And if you spend any time in there, you are now a felon, right? If you think of a, if you subscribe to things uh, to a certain way of thought, you have you know, you have a mental instability now. What is the most innocent way, if y'all know, to become a felon? 
Innocent way? That, yeah. That's kind of like the opposite of, of being. Well, I mean, more of like, view, I mean, viewed as being like, you know. Uh, I'm the, a felon, but a, uh, um, a nonviolent crime slash, you know, no, one, no, one's, no one's involved, but. Like, I would say tax evasion. Tax evasion? Oh, that's a good one. Well, that, Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, that, would, that wasn't tax. Well, that was tax. No, that was. Uh, I thought she had like no, insider, insider training. Insider training. Insider insider training. training. Well, here's the thing with insider train, uh, training. Training, yeah. Training insider. To train to be an insider, inside trader, um, it is taking money from one to another. So it's not exactly victimless, but with, with tax evasion. Because remember, there's the concerted effort to purposely hide money and stuff. And then there are those who are, become felons because they just get their, w, uh, their uh, 1040 wrong. It happens every day. We'll be right back. We're going to keep talking about this. We're going to take our last break. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Stick around. We got one more segment with Jason from Conroe Coffee. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Welcome back to our final bit of this morning's Morning with Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. I'm still Skippy. He's still Dick. And sitting across from me, it's still Jason Owen with Conroe Coffee. Oh! I need a nickname. And Wolfman Jack sitting in the corner over there. (laughs) You don't know who Wolfman Jack is, do you? Yeah, I know. He's probably some radio guy that's from 40 years ago. Yeah, I get it. 50 years ago. Get it right. Watch American Graffiti. No. Do it. Welcome back. We were gonna, we were talking. Let Jason kind of talk about his viewpoints on Second Amendment. You got a minute or two. Wrap it up. All right. So make sec- it simple. Make it constructive. Like, Second Amendment. Uh, enforce it or repeal it. One or the other. And they what can, would repealing it do? It would it would take away the 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 actual argument of oh okay well the Second Amendment uh, the Second Amendment right means I can just have uh, rifles which which is not what you know it, it's it's there for you to protect yourself from totalitarian government, which mm-hmm. means I should be able to have RPGs. I should be able to buy Apaches. I should be able to, whatever I can do to counteract it. I feel like that government. guy who owns Virgin Mobile would buy those things. Yeah. He looks yeah. like the type of guy who would like, yeah, who would totally do that. So either, either have the second amendment go full on Mad Max and, and, and the meaning of it to be, to protect yourself from totalitarian government or repeal it and just, and fine-tune it kind of thing, present repeal, some fine-tune. Well, no, you repeal it, and then all of a sudden now you're just you're just controlling uh, rifle, uh, firearms like you control cars, like you control yeah. any other uh, product. It's, it's There's not an amendment for cars. No, there's not an amendment for cars, not an amendment for knives. But you, there used to be laws in Texas no, it, that, that, that you can't carry knives around that are so so long. Well, with, yeah. the, with the history, is there a way to add on to the amendment? Because I know we repealed, like, for example, for example prohibition happened. They yeah. repealed it, and then constitu- they added it. Well, no, there was a constitutional uh, amendment to ban alcohol, and then they had to do a subsequent amendment to undo the previous amendment. So what's amendment. a subsequent amendment? Another amendment. Okay, so yeah, just can, added another one. That- you can add amendments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're up to 25 right now. So I mean, amendments that, that define other amendments. I can't remember which ones do that. You know, like like uh, this. Uh, which amendment was for civil rights? Uh, you know, that defined... Because like for like the way I, I like to see things and for a reason of debate or to influence a debate, I love sunset rules because it does go with the times and enforces it, it encourages that debate leading up to when the rule is over 
to talk about the same subject that does affect people's lives. It could be any topic, but I'm surprised we don't really do that for a lot of things that are, you know, just logical. Like the Second Amendment that was made, all those amendments that you know that age and you have a debate about it and maybe update it. Maybe I mean I don't know how crazy two hundred years from now the people will be if we're still here. The United States is still here. But pe people say with the Second Amendment, what I'm talking about is the nuclear option. Well, that that's exactly that. You know, 200, 300 years. Oh, wait, how many years? 18, 17, seven, seven, seven. I think right. Anyways, you know, centuries something. ago, the, the nuclear option was a musket. That that was a nuclear option. Nobody had nuclear weapons. Nobody had, you know, yeah. or, or cannons, artillery. You know, they, they, they had guns, you know, but they had large. Uh, uh, You're talking about the, like, basically direct influence. Yeah, but that was that was uh, a nuclear option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the cavalry stuff like that. But uh, Texas had two cannons. Is that what yeah. it was? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now the nuclear option is truly that nuclear option. And when when people when I say this, people say, "Well, you're you're talking about the nuclear option." Yeah, because it has changed. That truly is yeah. what what we had to use, need. And I'm not saying that you want to have a nuclear silo and you want to live in that and that's how you protect yourself from <laughs> from the White House. But that you would know, be pretty inter yeah. entertaining. Yeah. But that's what else does the Second Amendment mean? What else is it? It's not like a hey, you can play with guns. No, it's a. This is what we you you should be able to keep this because you should be able to buy these things because we could be jerks and come around and mess with you and be a, an yeah. unfortunate government. So, how does a semi-automatic weapon or uh, rifle protect me against an M1 Abrams? It doesn't. Yeah. So, not that people can go out. At least and it's buy a better tank. chance than not having one. I and mean, what are the odds? Uh, I mean, at least 0.01% more, and right? Then, yeah, and then people are like, okay, well, then you think that, that, that the government would actually come at you with tanks? Yes. Yes. And look at Tiananmen Square. Well, I was just thinking that, but that was also a different regime. I think we have some safeguard. I'd like to think there are enough safeguards in place that if we did have a despot in if you our— shoot, if, if, if you shoot—if they're coming at you in your house and you, and you off a few police officers, they're going to show up with some APCs. If mm -hmm. you take out an APC with an RPG, they're going to show up with some tanks. Yeah, the, the things they, they'll escalate. You escalate, they escalate. So it's, it's, that's, how it, that's how it works, and that's what the Second Amendment's about. Well, thank so, you, Jason, for giving us that opinion. That's my opinion. We like it. We like you. That's my So we're going to be closing up today's show. Again, thanks for standing in, sitting in with us. If you missed the morning show, we do podcast it on iTunes and Google Play. And, of course, our website, IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. 8 p.m. tonight will be available on podcast. Uh, before that, it might be available on the website. Just follow us on Facebook. Jason, you're part of Conroe Coffee. I know you have some exciting things coming up. we got a couple more minutes. Tell tell the people what to expect. Come get coffee, of course. You're open week every weekday you can and watch weekend. Us. You can watch us. You can watch it we can, with you guys or through the, uh, the, the glass. Our little Today Show window yeah. there. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know why people make fun of you with signs and stuff like that. Say, hey, marry me. Okay. But we have a, uh, a bike shop coming in to our uh, coffee shop. Bike repair, right? Or is it bike and repair? Oh, I thought you meant like some people in a bike shop are going to come for coffee. You no. mean there's actually a bike shop? No, they're building out a bicycle shop uh, for maintenance, repair. You know, they're, they're, we're, we're trying to do what he wants to do, uh, Gary. Uh, he wants to build, and he's a firefighter uh, in, in the area, but he his uh, hobby, his passion is is bicycles, is race bikes, uh, race-ready bicycles, I believe. Um, and he wants to build the biking community in Conroe. And that makes sense. There's... There's nothing here. Hopefully, where hopefully are, they can do ollies on these high curbs. I don't know. Is that is that skateboarding? That's jumping, like to jump over. 
Yeah, that, that's the same thing with biking? I think it's the same, sir, the same thing. <laughs> you young whippersnappers with your extreme sports. No, I think he talks more about things like 100-mile rate uh, rides and stuff like that, 500-mile rides, stuff that just chafes. <laughs> but, yeah, he— That causes staph infections. Yes. Yeah, but he, he's coming in. I, I believe it'll be within a month, so that'll be fun. Awesome. And yes. still artwork on the wall? There's always—you seem to highlight uh, local artists and, yes. and with art for sale? Every— uh, uh, last uh, Friday of the month, we have a new uh, artist. Okay. And I bought some of that art. There's some quality art that, that pops up there from time There's to time. There's a lot of art in Conroe. Yeah. There is. Well, again, thanks for showing up. Thank you. There you go. All right. <laughs> you listen to Lone Star Community Radio, Morning's Lone Star. We're brought to you by Conroe Coffee. Centurion Wealth Advisors and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Thank you so much for those guys. Again, we podcast every episode, so just follow us on Facebook and keep an eye out for that. Uh, tomorrow we do have a special guest, but unfortunately I don't know who it is. That's what happens sometimes when you're not keeping track of things. You're so distracted by, the, a surprise mystery by, guest. by the beauty of uh, Dick, Jason. You just say <laughs> uh, just we have a surprise mystery know, guest. Tomorrow is Friday. We have Skip Strauss coming in talking about the uh, fundraiser for the Chaplain Group. On April it's, 27th, huh? Yes. And that's, I think it's happening at Blackwood Gun Club. Blackwood Gun down Club. Down the street, Ooh. down 2854. Guns, guns, guns. Guns, 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 guns. Uh, or uh, not. <laughs> yeah, well, we should protest it, right? Let's see what happens. Uh, it is 1055. We got a great lineup here on IRLoneStar.com and at Condors FM 104.5, 106.1. Check it out, IRLoneStar.com. 1055, see you guys later. See you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted, and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.